This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas, and back here with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you, Brian. Good to be here. Yeah, and so we, uh, our topic uh, for today is was kind of birthed out of our board meeting that we had yesterday. Mm-hmm. We, we do a monthly board meeting with our, our uh, board of directors for influencers, and it's we don't even like to really call it a board because it's it's not a typical board. It's, no, it's, it's like it's, a, a super journey group. <laughs> it's like a journey group. It's and uh, it's it's a little bit like an elder board, if you will. Yeah. But these are the spiritual fathers, the the guys that are there to be the watchman on the wall, right. to oversee this ministry. They love the ministry. They love Jesus. They abide with Him, um, and they're just kind of keeping a pulse on everything. So so our board meetings are, are typically, we spend a few hours together once a month, and, and usually at least half of it is more focused on how they're doing, how their soul is, mm-hmm. uh, what are they sensing the Spirit doing, and all that. And, and it's always r- very rich. And, uh, and also, uh, one of our board members... Uh, had a lake house that he, that he, they spent seven years praying about building, and then they built it, and then opening weekend of it, it flooded. Yeah, and uh, they, you know what a trial. They and we to, have to qualify that too because they built that to be used for ministry. Yes, yeah, and they, people were there using for ministry when they had the flood. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a women's journey group mm-hmm. that my daughter happened to be part yeah. of, and they were doing their extended prayer time. There was the very first one they were going to get. They were so excited to use it for ministry, and and then this flood happened and. It felt like a, an attack, you know, really. I mean, because <laughs> yeah. it didn't even make sense. It reminds of where we live, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> We're in the world. <laughs> so we had our board meeting at this at this lake house because part of what we wanted to do is anoint this house and, and pray over it and, mm-hmm. and uh, tell the devil we had no no business being there, you know. And so <laughs> it was it was just a special, special time, it was, really. It yeah. was. But uh, as we went around to all the guys talking about, I kind of asked them, how's your soul, which is your question that you always ask. Uh, and so we'll ask you listeners out there, how's your soul? Uh, be, it's always an important question to be thinking about every day. Um, and then also, is God stirring anything in you right now? And uh, we heard some really got to hear stuff going on in people's lives and their families and different things. And uh, one of them uh, really struck us. And one of our board members said that, that he's really been, God's been taking him deeper. And he said, uh, he said, he, he said, what, what God is saying to him is, is I want you to get to know the you that I created, not the you that you've created or the world has created. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy's about 60 years old. And, uh, and so it's like, who did God create him to be? Who, who's, what's his identity? And, from God's perspective versus who, how he saw himself or how the, or the person that God or the world tried to create. And it was really a fascinating, I, I haven't, I've been chewing on it ever since he brought that up. So mm-hmm. we decided to make that our podcast topic. So what's your, uh, what's your impression of that? Well, I, I've been chewing on it for years, uh-huh. honestly, and it has to do with identity. And I agree that you've got to have that kind of assessment. And, you know, here's, here's the identity that we'll, the world will put into you. Uh, it's a dog-eat-dog world, so you got to be big dog is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the other thing is that you're looking for achievements. You're looking for uh, 
applause. You're looking for wealth. You're, you're looking for prominence. You're looking for security. Those are the things the world tells you you need. <laughs> and, you know, Christ tells us that we have that, but at the same time, not by the way the world does it. Mm-hmm. Um, he says to do not love the world, for if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. So there's a, a contrast to the world and the world's ways and the identity we get from the world and the new identity that we have in Christ. But there has to be a point when we see it. We have to see, you know, how we were developed. And, and you know, Brian, you've heard me say many times that I have leftover instincts mm-hmm. that of, are of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And they were ingrained early. I mean, just really in, in my home, in my early athletic days, uh, in the way I compensated for certain things. Uh, and and I and I got a kind of a do you call it pseudo identity? It's mm-hmm. not really you, but it's the one you want to project. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the one you want to believe about yourself. And it's kind of like fake it till you make it type thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are that way. They get their identity that way. Um, and uh, I've, I've noticed a lot of people that have retired out here, uh, and we have a big retirement community, and we see people that are, you know, come from high levels of executive offices and various other things, where they got their strokes, they got their money, they got their applause. And when they get here, they no longer have that. Mm. And their identity is greatly shaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can't find themselves because how they saw themselves before was based on position and based on uh, the value system that they followed. Mm -hmm. And now they don't know who they are. Mm. And, And I've seen a lot of these men especially, but others too, that have struggled with retirement, Mm. looking for something, not finding it. Mm. I've even seen them, you know, when they do get a little job like working on a golf course or something, they try to be an executive and then they try to order people around because it's just part of their their nature. Yeah. And um, and so uh, this is the problem right there is that we tend toward not recognizing how the world or the, the things that we're part of shapes us. And honestly, it shapes us in a flawed way. Mm hmm. Now, the identity in Christ is a different thing. You know, it says that he who is in Christ is a new creature. Old mm-hmm. things passed away, new things have come. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a process of it coming, and that process is surrendering the old ways, mm. the old nature. And when we talk about personal abandonment and absolute trust, that's kind of what we're talking about, and that is surrendering ourselves and our identity and and the value system that we have about ourselves and from ourselves to Christ and let him recreate us. Mm -hmm. And there is a recreation process even in this life that we have. It's more of a reformation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're reformed in in the image of Christ. Uh, There's transformation occurs. And you start seeing a lot of the through the Spirit and the things of Christ that start showing up in our life. But to do that, the old old man has to die away. Mm. 
Now we're talking about Greg Hewitt, who's a good, good buddy of mine, and you know we're uh, we you know fish together, and and we have a lot of talks that are off, off the table, mm-hmm. and and I know that he was a very successful executive with Tyson's, and then he retired, and he started a company, and then that failed, but in the midst of that company failing, he started another company that became successful. Mm-hmm. And um, and so at 60 years old, he has, you know, retired again, but this time different from the last one. He retired to start another company. Mm-hmm. This time he's retiring and asking God, where are you taking me? Mm-hmm. What do you want of me? Mm-hmm. And he's recognizing that being a, you know, coming out of college, going to work with Tyson's uh, as a chicken doctor, I think it was, and then working his way all the way up to the senior executive level where he could have very well been able to take that the company over and lead it. He was in consideration. He had a, he had a, a high level of ascendancy professionally. Hmm. And and recognized it, you know. I mean, he was flying out on the jets and going to places all over the world. And he was he was sent down to Mexico to rebuild a company down there, and he 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 made it profitable. It was not profitable. In fact, it was dying, and and he was able to turn that around. He was a young man too, probably one of the youngest uh, in Tyson's to do something like that. Hmm. So you have to see a guy like that that has got his identity by the way people saw him and what he achieved. But but this is a good thing about it. And this is what I love about Greg, and this is what I love about our board, and this is what I love about people who are, who are starting to walk with Jesus and an abiding treasure. It's kind of like what Paul said, talking about his things of the past that were so glorious. Hmm. He said, I consider them as rubbish compared to having Christ in my life. Mm. Those things that were applause of man, those things that were my great education, the pedigree that I had as a Jew are rubbish. Mm. And taking on that new identity. I think uh, I think Greg is doing that. I think Greg is now saying, okay, I'm Paul's. In fact, he said that. He said he took the first six months of this retirement just to get into a sacred rhythm. And uh, just find that place where he is willing to be redefined by God mm-hmm. uh, and to get a new, the, the identity that God wants for him. And it's at that place that God invites us to a new purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen to him. Now, that's Greg, and Greg is the, is the, is the, the model that we're displaying right now. But it happened with you, Greg. Brian, it's happened with me. It's mm-hmm. happened with any any disciple of Christ who is really surrendering their life to Him. Is that the first thing they have to do is they have to start getting a new identity. Mm-hmm. Now we've discussed about the orphan spirit and how that is a new identity. Well, that's the correct identity, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, of having the adoption. The the orphan spirit is what the world puts in us. Yeah, yeah. But the adoption of God and accepting our sonship is the new identity. Hmm. And so, uh, does it happen all at once? No. It's a it's a thoughtful, uh, surrendering process. But I will tell you this, and I'll tell everybody on this, on this, this hearing this is to understand 
that that is the mission of the, of the Lord in our life. The Holy Spirit is working to change our identity so that we see ourselves as children of God, as royal priesthood, as Peter says. Mm. And there is a, a process that sometimes is a little sooner than others, and sometimes it's agonizing. Mm. But he's always working toward the good in our life. Well, and I was I was kind of thinking of the, the I love that how you describe Greg, and I was thinking about you too, uh, being a, an athlete, mm -hmm. you know, at a higher level than most people are able to get to, you know, right. be at a high level at Division One college, and even getting drafted in the NFL. I mean, most people. Mm -hmm. So you you had tasted success by the world's standards in that, and then you also did well when that didn't happen. You did well in business, but I'm thinking of the opposite. I'm thinking about somebody who hasn't been successful. Somebody who's who's had a life of disappointments, uh, abuse, addictions. Uh, so their identity is: I'm a loser. Mm -hmm. I'm not worth anything. No one, you know, I'll yeah. never, I'll never be successful. I'll never have a normal life, you know. And there's a lot of people out there like that too. And it's the same for them, though. It he is. wants to redefine their identity and say, "No, that's that's not you. That's not the you I created." Yeah. You were meant for so much more than that. I'm so glad you brought that up because it it, do, it does sound like the other, and it's not. So let, let me let me share you with you why I believe that. I wrote a book called Journey to the Chamber, uh -huh. and it talks about the refugee camp, and it talks about the inner condition. Uh -huh. Even that successful billionaire over there looks like an emaciated, dying man. Right, right. You see, it's not a matter of what the identity of the world has given you, whether it is high or low, right? Mm -hmm. It's what you're saying. It's the identity that God wants to give you. Mm -hmm. In your poverty, you become rich, and in your wealth, you become poor. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of the way Jesus said it, right? Yeah. He changes the measuring sticks. He does. <laughs> you know, none of that, the world's measuring. I mean, we have to deal with that because it's part of the environment we live in. But but he's saying, no, I don't want you to look at that. I want you to look at me and look, look at who I created you to be. You know, one of the things you said deal with it because part of the environment, it, it is the world. But it's a shame that the body of Christ doesn't see that. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest I think one of the biggest problems in in the church in America, especially, but probably everywhere, is that we just have not embraced our identity. Mm -hmm. uh, we have not embra embraced even our sacred responsibility. We kind of just joiners, mm -hmm. and um, and it's just a part of what we do, but it's not the heart of what we are. Yeah. Well, we had a guy uh, sent us an email a while back and said uh, he said. He was just saying, I wish you guys would do a podcast on what it really means to live this life, you know, this life with Christ, because I see so many people who are in the church who who just walk out the door and they just live like everybody else, yeah. you know. And I'm thinking, this is what we've been doing the whole time is talking yeah. about there's there's more. There's more to this life with Christ than just going to church and checking the box. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a radical transformation and a, and a transformation of your perspective and everything. Yeah. Um, for those who want to go there, who the, for those who are trained yeah. by the Lord, but not everybody wants to go there. And even people go through the journey. Right. You know, there are a lot of people that say it was a nice, pleasant thing to do, but it's not radical change in their life. But then we have seen those people who get it. And when I say get it, 
It's about getting close to Jesus mm -hmm. that they see that what they were missing. I, I've always said this, that we're not policemen. We can't, we can't require people to do certain things. It's a grace-driven process. All we can do is continue to message and message and message, clearly message, about uh, what we're going for. Mm -hmm. We're not even going for the fruit. We're going for the relationship. We're going for the intimate relationship with Jesus because it's there that everything changes, including our identity. Mm. And uh, the world is, and the devil has set up so many uh, block, blockade, block, blockades, mm -hmm. you know, where they want to just uh, prevent us from being able to go in. Um, you know, we we see that all the time. That it's every, everything from time, it's everything from distractions, it's everything from uh, any kind of lack of discipline. Uh, that would like reading your Bible or, or keeping a journal or being consistent in meeting. And worst of all, when they get through with it, they check it off and think, well, they've achieved something because they, they did it, mm. but it didn't change their life. And mm. that that's, that's the worst thing because this is not about another study to do. Mm. This is about a life changing, transforming uh, process that if they will fully get into it, then their life will be redefined. Mm -hmm. And I've seen, I've just even recently, I've had participants who are getting behind in their assignments and, and they're feeling ashamed. And then they, then they just want to drop out of the group because they're, they feel like they're behind. And I'm always saying, listen, the journey is not something to be completed. The journey is something to be experienced. Yeah. It's, it's a lifestyle experience, you know, and you're not going to get it all yeah. the first time you go through it anyway. So just stick with it. Stick with it. God will surprise you. He's got some things for you. Just stick with it. Paul Holtzmer is uh, one of our influencer guys. It's really just a really wonderful guy. And he's, he's taking a, a guide mentoring group through. Mm -hmm. And they're from Oregon to California to, gosh, Minnesota and a lot of places. And he asked me to join him last night, and I did. And and one of the, the the one of the questions he asked me is Rocky, you, you mentioned you say that the the journey is a process and not a program. Can you explain that? And it gave me the opportunity to say that a process is about uh, the internal development of the person that moves them closer to Christ. A program is about uh, basically checking something off and and ha having a program that if you follow one two three four then you should have five. And that's not the way this is. The process is where you are. Where are you in the process? Where do you begin? Mm -hmm. What are the things that's hanging you up? Because every one of these things is a, about identifying things that are hindrances. Yeah. And it, you just can't check this thing off and say you've completed the process. You hadn't. Hmm. But you can be in a process, and after nine months, if you hadn't gotten through it yet, you still have the opportunity to keep going, mm -hmm. right? That's right. That's right. And so we're trying to redefine people's thinking on that to help them understand that it's not as the world does. Mm. This is how God does it. That's right. And and I know we always talk about the journey because we believe in it and it, it works. Um, so how does the journey relate to the question Greg was asking about finding the, the identity or finding the, the person that God created him to be versus the one that the world created. I think this is a mature 
the evaluation of a man who's led many journey groups and mm -hmm. has been in leadership for this many for several years, and it shows he's continuing. Yeah, he's still on his journey. He's still on his journey. Yeah. He's still in the process. Yeah. And I think that he is being prepared for something very special ahead. And uh, and I and I admire what he's doing there. But I also think it's it's uh, essential for all of us to do it. I mean, I had to go through that back when I was 55 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then at 60 years old, when I left my work and came on full time with influencers. And by then, though, the process had already been matured and it was just an easy step. Some people say it was very hard, but no, it wasn't. It was just taking another step. And and in that, I found that all of that that I had been a part of in the world, as far as my um, work, uh, and I didn't like it, honestly, I did it. And, and, and because I had learned to work hard and diligent, I became successful in it, but I didn't like my work. And, uh, but it, as I began to look back, I see how God used that work. And, and one of the things that had to be removed though, is the identity that I had. Mm. And, uh, I believe that happened in 1995 when I consecrated my life to the Lord and said, I'm all in whatever you want. Uh, I'm yours to command. And uh, I wasn't quite ready yet, but I was committed. And mm -hmm. I think the Lord said, okay, so let's work on some things. And there were some difficult things that I had to face uh, in the restructuring process. But what came out of that was the man prepared for the ministry that he had for me to do. Mm. So you'll be 78 next month, mm -hmm. and uh, no, you're not one of those guys who's afraid to say how old you are, so no, I, can I can say that too. <laughs> um, so what's the difference? How is it now? You know, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people think now it's just uh, nirvana. You know, now it's just easy easy sailing, right? You know, no. you got it all figured <laughs> out. You just, no, no more struggles, no more. No, it's not that at all. There's a, there's a sense of a burden uh, that I carry. Um, it's not it's not cumbersome it's not heavy i share it with jesus i think that's the yoke you know mm -hmm. that we get in there we still have burden yeah and you know a lot of the burdens that go along with this is is um not fear of the future but i think probably uh, wasting my life mm. uh, i think that you know my my remaining days are compressed <laughs> and and what do i do with those do i take my leisure I could. Do I retire and just figure out what I want to do every morning and not and do it and not worry about anything else? I could. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of people do. But now this is where we get into identity. Yeah. That's not my identity. Mm. I'm a disciple. I'm on assignment. I'm a steward of the spiritual gifts God's given me in the time of life. Wisdom. And opportunities, and I, I still have opportunities that are coming to me. And as long as that happens, then I have to be a steward of that. My identity as God's son and as His disciple tells me that. That's right. That's right. And if it, if I were still identified as a businessman who wants to play golf and wants to take my leisure and like a lot of them do. 
I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. He had to change my identity. Hmm. I, the other day I was, uh, I, I shared this with you, I think, but uh, I was just been wrestling with a bunch of stuff and probably identity stuff still, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and anyway, I, you know, I noticed that when I, when I don't think about me and I just start thinking about helping others and blessing others and doing other things, then it, life's fulfilling. But the more I think about myself and where I'm at and even measuring myself against myself or whatever, it just give, brings me anguish, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and God just kind of gently spoke to me and said, yeah, because it's not about you. <laughs> it's about me and what I want to do through you, you know, and so just the more you can just focus on that, you're going to find the peace that you're looking for. You know, Brian, I, I have felt that many times. And, you know, the Lord revealed to me something that was very important is that what I was feeling was I was grieving the spirit. Mm. Because when we get close to him, we feel his joy, but we can also feel his cautions. Mm. And and I think that when we begin to beat up on ourselves, uh, we are we we're, we're guilty of child abuse. <laughs> we're abusing his child. Mm-hmm. And I do think the the spirit will speak to us if we're listening. We'll feel him, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and don't don't dismiss it. I I found even recently. I told you this last week that you know same old stuff. I mean, you're dealing with people. You're dealing with the accuser. You're dealing with things that you know that chip 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 away at you, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they're bizarre, and it forces you to have to get back into what you know about forgiveness, about asking for blessing on people, uh, even recognizing your own areas that you need to go back and say, I, I made a mistake here. Mm. Uh, that doesn't change. As long as I'm in the world, I don't have that. I think you just don't get to a point where you don't have those issues anymore. Mm. And if you're in ministry like uh, we are, uh, you're going to have an X on your back the whole time. <laughs> it's just going to be a target. And um, But again, I am my father's son. And uh, he wants me to trust him and honor him with this life he's given me and reflect his reflect him. And that's that's my mission. And it's got to be my mission. That's my identity. Mm. But he he's been working on that for a long time. Mm. And uh, he had to he had to do a lot of breaking to to remake that. Mm. And uh, so, you know, it stands to reason if we live in a, a battle zone. And you're still uh, one of God's warriors. It's gonna happen, man. You're gonna have battles. Yeah, I, I know. I've talked about this before, but I heard a message uh, years ago, and he was talking about all this guy was talking about all the great men of faith. You know, the sages, the people that we put up there as the forefathers of mm-hmm. our faith. They all uh, struggled and wrestled to the very end yeah. of not feeling worthy, not feeling like they. They had done enough for the Lord. Um, even Mother Teresa, you know, she oh, yeah. had did so much, given her life away to help the poor and all that. And she still felt like she was missing it, you yeah. know. Well, and and there's a, and he called it a holy tension. Yeah, I can see that. You know, the the problem with that, in my thinking, mm-hmm. is that uh, the accuser is the culprit on that, mm-hmm. and he accuses a, a people, and we agree with him, and we call that slander. And he accuses uh, 
us and we agree with him and then we start to let him redefine our identity. Mm. And you mentioned some really godly people, but they trouble that they struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And could there be a difference? Yes, they could. It had to do with their identity. Mm. And that doesn't mean they're not godly people. It doesn't mean that they're probably you know, patriarchs of faith and you know, the people we look back and say, Wow, if that person, if she struggled with that, I mean it must be right. Mm -hmm. No, it's not right. Mm. It's not right. We're not supposed to continue to beat ourselves up and let our identities be in, uh, affected by the accuser. Uh, we have to fight that. We have to take every thought and in, in pound it into submission because that is kicking cap to every thought is, is the first line of defense in spiritual warfare. Mm. I think that, I think in a lot of ways, my struggle is left over, and I'm happy to continue to fight that old identity. Mm. But I think the good part of that is that I can see that God is helping me understand that there's still things to do. Mm. And since there's things to do, I got to be very, very attentive to my soul. I just can't relax in that. Mm. I got I got to keep attention there that I'm not being sucked into something that Satan wants to bring me into. Yeah, that, that's that's really good because, I mean, it's what we talk about in the journey. He wants us to live a, a spirit-filled life, which yeah. would be one of love, one of joy, one of peace, patience. You don't hear torment in that, any mm -hmm. of that. No, I mean, no, no. Those are all just beautiful things that we all know we, yeah. we want you long to live. So uh, Absolutely. that's what he wants for us. He does. And again, it's, it's an exchange process. Um, you know, Jesus said, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Mm -hmm. And you can really spin that off and look at a lot of things. If you live by the world, you'll die by the world. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. live by their standards, you'll die by their standards. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he just continued to say, I want to take you out of the world now. Yeah, not just want to take you to heaven, but I want to take you out of the world now. I want you to get a new identity. I want you to understand who you are. I want you to play a noble part. Yeah, it doesn't start when we die. No. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heaven's begun. Yeah, that's right. Our eternal life has already already begun. That's right. We just have a temporary assignment right now. Uh -huh. And again, that you, we have to start thinking through a biblical grid and, and through our relational grid with Christ. Uh, and through our identity as God's child. That's right. And when we do that, things kind of change. You know, they get, get a little bit more clear. Mm -hmm. You know, I've said all, oftentimes about being a, a, a boatsman, you know, sailor, whatever. And and there was a you know, a trick that I always use because when you get in a boat and it's topsy-turvy and you're looking down in the boat, you'll get seasick. And the mm -hmm. reason why is your inner ear. Mm -hmm. uh, is affected and your world is unstable. You think you got a stable world looking down in there, but why are you feeling so bad? Well, your body, your inner ear is topsy-turvy. So in that situation, what you have to do is you have to find some way to stabilize it. You look at the horizon, you look at an island, you look at a buoy. Mm -hmm. What you're looking at is something that is stable. Mm -hmm. And then you begin to understand that hope, that's stable, but where I am is unstable. Mm. And we began to get our equilibrium at that point. Mm. What's the way it is with the world? Yeah. 
we get in the world and we're looking at the world, we don't realize how topsy-turvy and unstable it is and why we are so unstable. Mm. But then when we get the stability of Christ and his word and our eyes are fixed on him, he is our stability. Yeah. And then the rest of the world, now we begin to identify and see it as being turmoil. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like walking on the water <laughs> yeah. with Peter. When he took his eyes off Jesus, he started sinking, you know? That's so, right. Yeah, it's good. Well, our time is up, Rocky, but I've spent some good, good nuggets here. So uh, thanks for taking the time. Um, well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, we do these, try to do these once a week. And uh, you can check out all the other uh, episodes that we've done on our website, uh, influencers.org, and go to resources, and there's a podcast page. Or you can go to Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you do your streaming, and you'll find our podcast there as well. So anyway, uh, thanks for all you out there who are leading journey groups and and helping make disciples. We're, we're, we're proud of you. We want to help you however we can. So if, if, if there's anything we can do for you, please contact us on our website as well, and we'll see how we can help you. My name is Brian Craig. I'm Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.